0: Welcome to The Middle of Culture. I am one of your co-hosts, Braden, And I'm your
1: other regular co-host, Peter Jones.
0: Yeah, I'm also a Jones, Braden Jones. I just, I don't know why sometimes I say my last name and sometimes I don't, but here we are. Uh, how you <laughs> well, doing, Peter? It's...
1: I'm doing okay. Before we started recording, I, I confess to you some of the bizarrely awful dreams I've had lately. So, you know, we won't go into that in too much detail, but haven't been sleeping great, been having some real weird dreams and work is a bit of a cluster these days but hey I think it's actually getting better in some ways well that's good that's good for me like I I was saying before we started this is the calm
0: before the storm because next week is hell week So I will be getting a lot of excuses from students as to why they need excuses and to make up things from February. And then the week after that is finals week when we will get all the complaints from the students who feel like they should have gotten a better grade than they got. (laughs) And uh, that's my least favorite part of the year when they get their parents to call because their grade's not good enough.
1: I believe that. You know, I've seen a little bit of that, um, you know, being married to a high school teacher. I haven't seen it at the at the college level, but I've definitely seen it from the high school side of it. And I know that uh, uh, Alyssa has been extremely frustrated at that at times where, you know, she'll have a student who just basically skips choir where much of your grade is based on participation. And then the family, the parents are freaking out as to why does my student have an F? And she's like, they've come to class four times in six weeks. What do you expect?
0: Because your student didn't effing come, so they got an F. What did you think was going to happen?
1: Exactly.
0: Well, same th- same sort of thing happens with us. We have an attendance policy because it's a language course. Right. And do you know what you need to do to learn a language? Show up to effing class.
1: <laughs> it's amazing how that works, isn't it?
0: So, uh, yeah, they, we, we will get a lot of angry people. And, you know, while annoying, it's more understandable that the parents of a high school student would be contacting the school and the teacher. But when you're a legal adult and you are 21 and you're still having mommy call the school because you got an F because you skipped over a half of your Spanish course, friends, look at your life, look at your choices. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, that definitely sounds like uh, it's, a, it's a time for some personal reevaluation. Indeed.
0: Speaking of personal reevaluation, we're going to reevaluate some movies today, and some TV series, right? That's true. There's a few TV series there at the end. True. Um, what, what we're going to be doing today, friends, is I had a lot of fun um, when we did our Best Rush album bracket, as did I. Um, so was a lot of fun. So in celebration of in this next coming week, uh, first week of May of 2022 we'll have the end of moon night and the release of doctor strange and the multiverse of madness in the marvel cinematic universe uh and peter and i have talked uh off mic about how you know we have some some conflicting feelings on the mcu as a project and i thought it would be an interesting avenue for discussion between the two of us so we are going to do a bracket of the mcu properties and decide as a whole which is the very very best one through
1: science of brackets it's science just like with rush it's totally science can't be it's uh, science it can't be argued
0: yeah although Although, before we get started
1: oh go ahead i was just going to say i I am quite excited for dr strange in the multiverse of madness but I will also admit that the 52 or three second teaser trailer for Thor love and thunder has me thinking of nothing else in the Marvel cinematic universe than, uh, than that movie. I want it and I want it so bad.
0: Uh, it it does look entertaining. Um, when Jane Thor was on screen, all I could think was those arms though. Oh, she's jacked those arms though. Oh yeah! So uh, I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. So before we get started, here's here's what I wanted to do just to set a baseline, because going into the Rush uh, one, I knew what your favorite Rush album was, and I would bet you had a pretty good idea what my favorite Rush album was. But I, I have guess. no I don't idea know if
1: what you, I knew. It was Signals, but I wasn't surprised when that uh, information came out.
0: But I have no idea what your favorite. Marvel property is of the Marvel cinematic universe. So before we get started, I just want to know gun to the head. What's your favorite Marvel thing?
1: Oh, come on. So, okay. This is difficult to answer because as with many things, including the rush thing, there's my favorite. And then there's the best. Give them both. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say best. I want to save that and see what happens to the bracket. Uh, Okay, that makes sense too. My favorite, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to phrase it this way. And I don't even know if I can call this, if I can officially say this is my favorite. If I, here's what I'd say. If you said you have to watch an MCU property right now or something terrible will happen to you, that MCU property is going to be Thor Ragnarok. That is the one that I am most likely to sit down and turn on. And, and just like instantly, if it was like, I could, I have to watch something from the Marvel, from the MCU, it Thor Ragnarok is the one I'm going to probably choose to watch.
0: Okay. That's a good choice. That's a very good choice. I don't
1: know choice. If it's my favorite and I definitely don't think it's the best, but in terms of just but, the watchability of it, that is in my opinion, the most watchable of all the properties. Okay. That makes sense. For me,
0: you? um, I'm going to use the same metric, the most watchable, the one that if you said watch a Marvel movie right now, uh, it's Captain America, the first Avenger friends, like they, they got it right. And they've never done it as fun since it's my favorite one because it feels so different. Yeah. It feels
1: like a 1940s movie. And guess what? I like some of those. Very cool. See, and, so and that is my I favorite. Have, yeah, well, we'll talk about it more. We'll talk about it more in the bracket. That's a that's an interesting choice, and I would not have picked that for you. Yeah, well, that's a, that's, that's a it, great call. It, it,
0: I, I think it's an interesting, uh, I, I, but I had to think about it, and I was like, you know, i got to go with my gut, and my gut is if you wanted me to watch one right now, it would be Captain America 1. I just like it a lot. Very cool. All right, so I'm going to do what we did last time. I'm going to share my screen. We've got our bracket currently the bracket is um, in chronological order by release I will say for those who are at home and can't see the bracket there are some omissions in the bracket in order to keep it to 32 properties but those omissions are not actual Marvel projects they're just sort of Marvel projects sorry Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you don't make the cut no sorry the sorry the Netflix Defenders shows you weren't actually made by Marvel Studios so you don't make the cut Correct. So even though I like I like those shows. I like Daredevil. Daredevil would probably do a pretty well in a bracket like this against some of these other movies cuz I think it's better than a lot of them. I only had room for 32 and it just so happens that with Moon Knight and if you and if you exclude the animated what if show, I did exclude what if, that gets us to exactly 32. So it's a full bracket. It's perfect.
1: It is. What more could we ask for?
0: So I'm going to do what we did last time. I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, mix, shuffle the seeds five times to see where we get, and then we will start talking from there. One, two, three, four, five. Ooh, okay. And we're going to start wow. with a bang. Wow. Our first, uh, our first contest is between Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain America, the first Avenger. What are you thinking here, Peter?
1: Mm, uh, this is an interesting one for me, in that I would probably rather watch Ant Man and the Wasp because Paul Rudd is a delight and a national. Oh, definitely, pleasure. but definitely, I think out of this, in my mind, there is no question that Captain America: The First Avenger is the better movie, and I think is is more important, certainly, to the MCU overall. And so, I would have to give it to to Captain America.
0: Obviously, I'm going to agree with you since it is my favorite of the Marvel movies. I will say Ant Man and the Wasp has some pluses. The Wasp is very cool. Yes. Um, Hannah John Kamen is a great actress. So is Lawrence Fishburne. It also has some big minuses. Hannah John Kamen and Lawrence Fishburne are utterly wasted in yeah. that movie,
1: grossly underutilized. I agree.
0: And uh, all in all, while Paul Rudd is a treasure, I just didn't like Ant-Man and the Wasp as much as I liked the first Ant-Man. Did I like having Wasp there? Having her powered up? Yes. First Ant-Man's a better movie.
1: Yes. 100%. Agree with you.
0: All right. So we're going with... Oh, I got to start the tournament. I forgot to hit start tournament button. I have to remember where the start tournament button is. There it is. All (laughs) right. Tournament has started. Captain America, the first Avenger... Is the winner. Submit the score. Okay, next one. Ooh, this is also a good one, but has a very clear winner in my mind. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy versus Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings.
1: I'm with you in that I think there's a very clear winner in here, and it makes me kind of sad. Shang-Chi
0: is one of the best Marvel movies.
1: I love it. just Shang-Chi. is. I love Shang-Chi.
0: Oh, it's better than Guardians. Don't. No, no really? it's better than Guardians.
1: Really, Guardians
0: is not very good, and Guardians Two is actively bad and made me hate Guardians One.
1: See, I disagree. I don't. I agree that I don't really care for Guardians Two. I've watched it once, maybe twice, when somebody else was watching it. No strong feelings to go back to it again. But oh wow, I I think the first Guardians is fantastic. But oh no, I I don't. You were gonna go with that. Uh, I no. I prefer Shang Chi. Shang Chi's way better. And I think that it's a more enjoyable movie and I think that the characters are better. I mean, I don't know. I I am. hmm. I love Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec. I am over Chris Pratt.
0: See, I do not like Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec and think that Andy Dwyer is one of the worst parts of Parks and Rec. And... (laughs) Utterly despise Chris Pratt, everything he stands for. And every time I see his face and every time I hear that he's in another project, it makes me virulently angry that that project is going to star such a loathsome troglodyte
1: of a human being. So <laughs> I feel like you may know more about Chris Pratt than I do. All I know is that I'm tired of him. And he kind of feels like, you know, he's one. Of he's those everywhere. Who, he's, he's everywhere, but he's not. He doesn't have a lot of depth to him. Like every character is some variation of the same thing to some degree or yep. another. So I agree. I, no, then great. I absolutely, I'm totally down with Shang-Chi moving on. I was going to be sad because I was afraid that Shang-Chi was getting booted in the first round, which I think would be a, a grave injustice to that movie. Because the
0: only I reason I'm, I'm not going to fight. The only reason I'm not going to fight for Shang-Chi to make it to round three is because it's going up against Captain America (laughs) 1. If it was going up against most of the rest of the list, I would see, of course, Shang-Chi goes on. Because here's the thing. Great cast. Yes. Great. The... first time that the action has been really good and really parsable in a Marvel movie. Cause the thing about the Marvel movies is I like the characters and then the action starts and I go, good Lord, could you hire a single person who knows how to direct an action sequence ever in your lives? (laughs) And they did that with Shang-Chi. It looks like a wuxia. It feels like that kind of movie. The, Spe- the special effects are even good in it. In the big, too big special effects ending that every Marvel movie has that ruins them for me so often, this one had pretty good special effects. And moreover, the kung fu in it was pretty dang good.
1: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it, and and I liked, I liked the dynamic between you know Shang Chi and and his dad. I, I thought that that was an interesting dynamic and and it was sort of predictable in how it ended and stuff. But I liked the fact that you could kind of identify with where his dad was coming from. Like he didn't feel oh, like a sure. mustache twirling snidely whiplash villain that sometimes we get in, in comic book movies and and that I personally feel that Marvel has made some significant strides to move away from, but sure. you know, it still has, has elements here and there. And, and so I really liked him. I thought it was good. And yeah, I agree. The cast was fantastic. And I enjoyed that. You know, one of the things I liked most about it is that we didn't have to go through the whole, let's see Shang-Chi become a hero. Like that very first bus fight, you're like, oh no, this dude's a stud already. He He's, he's yep. pretty awesome already. And that was a mm-hmm. I mean, kind of a fun change for a first, you know, a, an introduction to a character. So I'm happy to see it advance.
0: And like you said the the cast, Tony Lung, you you got the guy from Infernal Affairs to be in your movie. You just won me over. Infernal Affairs is one of the five greatest movies ever made. And you got Tony Lung to be in your movie, so you
1: sold me. Yeah. No, it's a really good one. I I'm happy to see it move on. I was I was worried I thought I was going to be sad that it was going to get kicked out, but I'm I'm okay with it moving on. No.
0: Honestly, I think it may be the strongest project in phase 4.
1: I could see that. Include
0: including the TV shows. Okay. It's very All good. Right. I think it'll I think it's very good. Okay, next one. We've waxed poetic on Changchi enough. Next one. A Battle of the Stinkers. Iron Man <laughs> 2 versus Iron Man 3. This should be quick, I think. They both suck. Iron Man 3 sucks less.
1: I agree. The thing I like most about Iron Man 3 is the idea that it was at least willing to try and I don't think it succeeded, but I thought it was interesting to see a superhero movie that tried to address the fallout of some of the craziness that had happened before it. And, and sure. whether it's successful or not, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's really succeeds in that, but I appreciated the fact that, um, again, I, I just like the fact that you saw Tony more vulnerable than we had seen before. Yes
0: yes for sure i do think that one of its detriments is that i felt like it worked on that processing his grief and trauma and then it was all immediately rolled back by avengers 2
1: yes and he
0: was in the exact same spot that he was at the end of avengers 1 and all of that character development and all of that character growth from iron man 3 was wiped clean from the slate which uh ain't a great look uh but it is better than Iron Man 2, which is just boring
1: and bad. <laughs> it is just a bad movie. for, Well, okay. I'll say for me, as far as MCU movies go, it's a bad movie. I would still probably watch it more than I would watch some other really bad movies. I would probably watch Iron Man 2 before I would watch almost any one of the DC movies, but it still does not a good movie.
0: Yeah, agreed. All right. Next up, our first TV show's appearance, we have... Falcon and the Winter Soldier versus Avengers
1: Endgame. Well, that one's easy for me, at least.
0: Winter Soldier is the weakest of the TV shows that's been out. Mm. It is Loki's maybe worse. Oh, but Winter Soldier and Falcon was not very I good. Either. You know, I, I don't liked... think
1: I. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and you know, we we had a. Uh, shall we just say, somewhat heated discussion in a family discord about this months ago that I, I wish not to retread. Uh, I agree with a lot <laughs> of the sentiments that I don't think it went as far as it could with some of the race, the uh, ideas of race and everything. But at the same time, and, and maybe I'm being too forgiving, I it went further than I thought Disney would have the balls to do. And so I appreciated that at least it raised some questions and made you know had some scenes that i was like okay yeah this is a little uncomfortable and again more than i expected from disney not as much as it would have been nice for them to do but but more than i expected so i'll give it props for that but it, it's definitely in my opinion the weakest of the uh, tv shows and yeah no way it stacks up against endgame which endgame has many flaws it has you know anytime that time travel is involved things are going to get goofy and potentially stupid but man i will never forget the first time i saw endgame opening night with my kids in the theater and that was that was an experience and i love it i love it oh, probably yeah. more than i should but i love that movie
0: here's what i'll say for endgame if i was going to put an avengers movie on to just watch it would be endgame
1: yeah it's i, I think, think the best of the four avengers movies See, so, and I think Infinity War is a better movie, but because of the way it ends and everything, it's not like I can't just watch Infinity War. If I watch Infinity War, I yeah, have it's a bummer. I have to then immediately go into Endgame, so that it doesn't end uh, on a bummer. But I actually think, in, I think Infinity War personally is a better movie.
0: That's I I understand and can uh, I probably would have said the same thing. 6 or 7 months ago and then I rewatched both of them and I was like I just had a much better time watching Endgame. So I oh, think I sure. I think I'd pick Endgame as the better film.
1: Yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: Infinity War like builds on all those stakes from the movies before it but it ends so dourly and you know I, I I yeah, I like I like Endgame a lot. Yeah. All right, next up we have Ant-Man versus Spider-Man: Far From Home.
1: Hmm. I've been looking at this for me. Yes, please. Ant-Man's a clear winner. Okay. And I would probably say Ant-Man is the winner for me as well. Although it's not quite as clear. And the biggest issue for me falls down to the villain. Ant-Man was one of those classic Marvel movies where the villain suffered from the, I'm just like the hero, except I'm crazy. And yes. you know, I think Darren Cross is a terrible villain and is really the one thing that drags that movie down uh, from where it's for me. And I actually really like uh, Mysterio as, as a villain to some degree. I thought it was, a, it was an interesting way they kind of manipulated his powers and worked him in. And he was, uh, in my opinion, he's kind of a hard character anyway because it is all this idea of, of illusion and that sort of thing. I thought they did a decent job with it. But I think that that Spider-Man far from home out of that Tom Holland, John Watts trilogy is the weakest of the three of those.
0: I, I would agree. And to be fair, uh, I think Tom Holland is a great Spider-Man. I enjoy watching this trilogy of Spider-Man movies, but I think that they suck because Tony Stark is in them or influences them too much. <laughs>
1: I definitely agree with that in the first one.
0: I think, well, but I felt the same way with was with Far From Home. Mysterio was a great idea for a character, but then it was just version five or four or five of disgruntled former Stark employee and or associate goes villain. Yeah. And like... I don't need that for the fourth or fifth time. Even though I thought Hall was good, Gyllenhaal did a good job. I liked him. I nearly always liked Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a very good actor. But him being yet another disgruntled Tony Stark acolyte going up against the gruntled Tony Stark acolyte who's trying to overcome the grief of the loss of his inexplicably now his mentor figure, mentor figure. It's just, I, I think, I, I understand why... Iron Man was such a tentpole of the MCU for so long. Yeah. But I don't like him as a character, and I think that he was too, integrally in, in, too integral in too many of the projects that weren't Iron Man projects, and it kind of drives me crazy. So I, while I really like Holland, I don't like watching that. If I'm going to watch a Spider-Man movie, I'm going to go watch a M- Sam Raimi movie, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, but... Anyway, I I want to like them more, but I just don't because it's too much <laughs> Tony Stark worship in them.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I, I love them. I, I really enjoy them, and um, you know, we'll we'll talk about the others as we get there. But again, sure. as pairing, uh, I would. This is another situation where if I was going to sit down and pick one of these two movies to watch, uh, I would definitely Ant Man would be the choice uh, over Spider Man: Far From Home for me, without question.
0: Well, Paul Rudd is right there, like you said. Yep. Okay, now we've got a good one here. We've got Captain America, The Winter Soldier, versus Hawkeye. Yep. So here's the thing. I like Winter Soldier a lot. I don't think that I like it as much as other people do because I still think Captain America 1 is my favorite Captain America movie, but I totally understand why people prefer Captain America 2. I like the vibes. I like that it feels like a spy thriller until the last 30 minutes. I like uh, Chris Evans hits a stride in that film that was missing from Avengers. I thought that he was really good in Cap 1. Uh And I thought that, and I think a lot of this came down to the writing and direction. I thought he was pretty hokey in Avengers 1. Uh And then Cap 2 had him come into his own in a lot of ways. And I really like it. But at the same time, I finally went back and watched Hawkeye at your it's recommendation so this last week. It's so fun. Kate Bishop and Yelena Belova v- is the best team up that the Marvel Universe could possibly give us with their current roster.
1: Yes, I agree with that.
0: Also, it didn't have the problem that the other TV shows have had even where the last, uh, the last uh, installment didn't suck it actually was good and the stakes felt real and the action felt parsable and believable instead of becoming a terrible, like mishmash of CGI. And, uh, because it was all that street level, it, it had the feel in a lot of ways of what you got out of daredevil with maybe less of the brutality of what you got in the daredevil fight scenes. But the fight scenes were actually like livable and breathable and parsable instead of being just a mishmash of CGI. Yeah. So, uh, that is a big plus in my book. And a lot of the misdirection that it played as well, like spoiler alert, but Jack Duquesne not being the bad guy is not what I expected. <laughs> I did so expect her mom to be, be evil. The end. <laughs> I expected her mom to be evil cause I've read comic books and I know that, his, that, you know, her mom is dead in the comics, but her dad is evil. So I expected her mom to be evil, but I also expected Jack Duquesne to be evil instead of being a weird swashbuckling swashbuckler
1: man. Yeah. He was great. He was great. I love it. He pulls out his sword and he's just like, okay, I love this. It was really fun. I really liked it a lot. Okay. But here's the deal. Hit me. Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I think is the very best Marvel movie ever made. Okay. It is. And that's, that was where, that that was where I was. Make the case. Well, so that's where I was pulling a fast one on you a little bit where. I'll watch Thor Ragnarok probably a little bit more than Winter Soldier because Thor Ragnarok is a lot more fun. Sure. But I think Captain America, the Winter Soldier is so freaking good. And just the, the tension throughout. And again, like you said, up until the end, that spy thriller feel of it is so cool. And Robert Redford is fantastic in just this, like, you look at him and I mean, God, when he just goes in to get... Get the glass of milk and the maid's there, and he's just like, oh, I wish you hadn't have seen that, and then freaking kills her. I'm just like, oh, okay. So this guy means business. Um I think the action, while it is not easy to follow and and doesn't look fluid in the way that Shang-Chi does, I think that for that movie, the very shaky cam frenetic feel of it actually serves it and makes it better than it would be otherwise. I think that the type of fighting that you see, especially, you know, I'm thinking of the overpass scene with, uh, with cap and with Bucky and with black widow and stuff. I I think of that scene and I go, you know, if it was as clear and easy to follow, it actually wouldn't look as good. I think that it looks better because it is shaky and it is a little frenetic and it feels brutal. And uh, I, I just think that it is also so integral to everything about Steve Rogers as a character from this point going on. If you think about everything else that Captain America does from this point in the MCU on, it is all based on his relationship with Bucky. And and so for for me, that's where this one truly makes me sad because I would love to see Hawkeye go farther because I loved it. And it's interesting, if you think about the Marvel, the Disney Plus TV shows, Not knowing where Moon Knight is going to end. But with WandaVision, with Loki, with Hawkeye, and with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, in terms of their import for the universe and the bigger story as a whole, I think Hawkeye is the least important. For sure. But I think that that's one of the things that makes it so much fun because they didn't feel that they needed to break the multiverse. They didn't have to, you know, set up a new a new Captain America. I mean, yes, they're giving us Kate Bishop and they're giving us more about Yelena. And I hope, I believe I'm crossing my fingers that they are going to become integral parts of this universe going forward because they are so incredibly good. And like I said to you, the chemistry between those two, I mean, I was just thinking today about the scene where Kate walks into her apartment and there's Yelena and she's made the Mac and cheese and she puts the Sriracha on it. And the way that she's just so casual yet also menacing yet also just like, Hey, come on. I'm just, I, I like, you know, that kind of just the interplay between them is marvelous. And so yeah. I'd really like to see Hawkeye go farther, but I don't think I can move Hawkeye past Captain America, winter soldier.
0: That's fair. You've convinced me. Uh, if I were making the list myself, I'd move Hawkeye on, but I, I agree with you that winter soldier is so integral, to the trajectory of who Steve Rogers is. Um, and it is really good. Um, and if you liked it, go watch three days of the condor. That's what I'll say. Go watch some actual 70 spy thrillers. Cause a lot of them are really good. Yeah. But, uh, I'll give it to winter soldier. I liked, I liked winter soldier.
1: Like I said, it makes me really sad because I would have loved to see Hawkeye go a little further because it's just it so but... dang much fun. I mean, it is just like I say, that's, I don't, I haven't really wanted to go back and watch any of the Disney plus ones again, in part because I just have so little time to actually watch something. And they're too long. Um, but man, I'd go back and watch Hawkeye again in a heartbeat. In fact, with it being in that Christmas setting, that's one of those things that I'm like, you know what? Every December I'm watching freaking Hawkeye.
0: Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so I'm glad that I took your advice and finished it because I watched the first episode and I was like, eh, whatever. But I sat down and just like blitzed the whole thing last week. And I was like, this was really enjoyable.
1: And And again, it
0: helps Haley Steinfeld and uh, Florence Pugh are two of the best actors of that age out there right now. And they did just have like an irrepressible chemistry.
1: Yeah. So uh, I want to see more from them. I want to see more from them. And, and for me, and this is just where I am at life in life, every single moment, that Jeremy Renner looked tired. I was like, I feel you, fam. <laughs> I'm there with you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I like, he just brought the- He's relatable. Energy so much. And like, every time Kate Bishop does something stupid and he just has that look that like, oh, good Lord, I have to deal with you. I'm just like, I hear you. I feel you. Yeah. I'm with you. It's
0: relatable content right there.
1: Totally is. This next one should be fast. Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, 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 a big salute to Hawkeye out too soon. Next up, Wandavision versus the first Thor.
1: Wandavision wins. Yep. I was gonna say, click winner in Wandavision. I don't think we need to talk about it. I think that the first Thor was interesting in terms of visuals. I thought that it was not a lot of fun to watch. It's hard for me to go back to, and I feel like it's it's weirdly anticlimactic in a lot of ways. Like I think about that battle with the destroyer thing in the New Mexico Desert, and I'm like that just, I don't know, not a, yeah, no, I'm with you. Not a great movie. Um, I mean, it, Better, you, know, this, you know, Chris Hemsworth, who is, is glorious and, and a, an amazing human being. And, and I think, you know, somehow like, I don't know what, what sinister pact he made to get the genetic lottery that he did, but good Lord, that man. Uh, but nonetheless, WandaVision is, I think, very good. And I really, I agree.
0: That. Uh, We can talk more about it when it goes up against something else in the future, but I agree with you. Definitely beats out Thor. Yep. The only reason Thor is not the worst Thor movie is because Thor 2 exists.
1: (laughs) That is exactly correct. (laughs) All right.
0: Next up, we have Spider-Man Homecoming versus Moon Knight through episode five. Full disclosure, episode six has not come out yet at time of recording. We both watched episode five yesterday. I believe it just came out.
1: So I actually just watched it right before this because my son, oh youngest, okay, he had an activity. We were gonna watch mm. it home, and he didn't get home until about nine fifteen, and it was time for him to get it's ready. It's a little late bed. on so a school night. We had to. Uh, we got home and we watched it tonight after I picked him up from school and a couple other errands, and so I j- literally finished it and then came upstairs to record. So, uh, what you think about Moon Knight so far? I am really enjoying it. It is fascinating. It is weird. It is not at all what I expected, and I actually really appreciate that it is not at all what I expected. I think for being five episodes in, we have seen shockingly little of the titular Moonlight, Um, and I think that that makes it a more interesting series because of that. What about you? What are you thinking?
0: I think it helps that Oscar Isaac is so good. Yes, Um,
1: 100%.
0: Great casting, playing two people, and I am going to bet dollars to donuts we'll see a third personality in the last episode.
1: I also agree.
0: Um, but it's definitely not what I expected from a Moon Knight show, um, but it has been a a fun thing to watch every week, especially at the end of episode four when <laughs> suddenly <laughs> Taweret is right there the hippo goddess of the water is right there. And you're like, yo, what? (laughs) And she was a delight. She was so good in episode five. She was. And so I am, I, and I was shocked by the cliffhanger at the end of episode five. And I thought to myself, there's no way they're going to tie this up in one more ep. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see what they do. One of the other things I've uh, enjoyed
1: about it thus far is is, you know, again, it, it wasn't, it's been a lot less action heavy than I expected it to be. Uh, I liked that we've gotten as much Stephen Grant as we did. I was a little afraid in the very first episode that as soon as we got to the end and then boom, there's Mark Spector in the Moon Knight costume. I was afraid that that was going to be it for Stephen Grant, but that he was just going to be, you know, in a reflection here and there little bits So I've enjoyed, Uh we've gotten as much as we have of him. Um, It's, I am enjoying it. I don't know where it's going to go. And I have a a hard time knowing how to rank it because it, it is as unexpected and feels so, I mean, man, I'm not going to lie. Like episode five was uncomfortable. Like, yeah, it it really was. It was really uncomfortable. I mean, When you, you know, I'm glad that we didn't see it, but when you hear that belt, man, I I was cringing hard. Like it was, it was difficult. Um, Yeah. So I I don't know. It's a tough one because I'm enjoying it and I think that if they can really stick the landing, uh, I think that it would be, it it has a potential to be one of the better of the Disney plus series, but I have no idea where it's going to go from here. And then the other thing that, and I hate to I hate to ding it because of this, but we are talking about, you know, the Marvel cinematic universe. And I don't know how connected this is going to be to the rest of the universe. You know, I mean, we've had a couple little, a couple little nods here and there to things that have happened in the rest of the MCU. And Mm -hmm. there was, there was, you know, a comment, um, with Tawaret, she said something about the, whatever, the land of the ancients, you know, the, which is obviously from Black Panther. And so there was again, a nod to that, but it, I don't know. I don't know how connected it's going to be. And I don't know if it needs to be, but it, it feels a lot more standalone than some of the others have had, have felt. And sure. I'm not saying that's good, not saying that's bad, but it's, it's been different in that regard.
0: Oh, see, I'm saying that's good. I like that feature of it. Yeah. Because I was talking with I was talking with our parents last time they came out to visit me and mom was talking about how she still goes and sees the Marvel movies but she's so incredibly lost at this point. Yes. Because they're so interconnected and there's sequels of sequels of not that same movie but a sequel to a different movie with a different name that she just kind of feels lost and she's like i go and i have a good time but i don't really know how it all works how all these pieces fit together so as you know now that the avengers saga is complete i like the sort of splintering that we're hopefully seeing into being like like in comic books i can pick up Captain Marvel every month when the Captain Marvel comic book comes out. And I know she's showing up in other books, but I don't have to know what's going on in those other books. I don't care. I only care what's going on in Captain Marvel.
1: And see, maybe it's because I've always been such a completionist to a a bit of a neurotic fault. I really dislike that aspect about well, I wouldn't say dislike, but I had a hard time with that aspect of at least Marvel comic books. There was nothing that made me more angry when I was reading a comic than to see the little asterisk and it would look, you know, there'd be a little box that would be see such and such book episode, such and such. And it just, Oh, pissed me off so bad that I couldn't get the whole story. And so I guess I look at it and I go, well, but this is what Marvel's always done. I mean, you know, ever since I was reading the incredible Hulk and the amazing Spider-Man back in the eighties, I remember feeling that way and feeling frustrated and, Sure, It has kind of, for me, even been made, I mean, it's easier to overcome, but you know, having a subscription to Marvel unlimited has made it that much more obvious how egregiously they do this. I mean, you told me to read annihilation and it was great and I enjoyed it, but the number of different issues of different books that I had to track down to try and get the whole picture of this annihilation (laughs) storyline was was pretty wild was maddening, and so, yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel like it, it's always kind of been part of Marvel for good or ill. and I'm at the point now where, as someone who does watch all of these, I really enjoy that aspect because you see those little again those little nods here and there, which again, just like in the episode tonight, you don't have to know that she was make that tower was making reference to kind of the afterlife sort of setting in in the Black Panther movies. But if you did, then it was a little wink and a nod. And it was like, cool, I picked that up. Um, yeah. So I think it's both a strength and a weakness. And I think that it's very difficult to balance because there are so many properties now. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who, like me, love catching those little Easter eggs and those little connections here and there. Sure. Well, at the same time, that is going to make it to some degree a little bit more impenetrable to people who don't who haven't picked up on all those things and maybe haven't watched everything or watched it more than once and that sort of thing. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Let's talk Well, it also about, it, Oh,
1: yeah, go ahead, please.
0: It complicates things in that like Disney Plus isn't available worldwide yet. Yeah. So, Doctor Strange 2 is going to come out next week and Wanda Romanoff is a s- quite a large part of that movie and what happened in WandaVision is uh, going to be referenced in that movie and will know what that meant. But someone who's watching, you know, who decided to not get a VPN or pirate WandaVision somehow, uh, is going to be like, wait, what, why is, what, what happened? What's the Westview affair. Yeah. So that, that's the difficulty
1: for sure. Uh, I do think, all right. But we've talked a lot about Moon Knight. We haven't talked about Spider-Man homecoming, 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 Too much Tony Stark, but other than that, it's a good Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I won't disagree with the too much Tony Stark. I definitely felt that. Uh, I think Vulture that, was great. Yeah, I was just going to say I think that Michael Keaton as Vulture was fantastic. One of the best villains uh, in in all of the Marvel properties. I love man, just the oh the car ride on the way to prom. That is one of the, <laughs> That is such a good, such a tense, such a in, an intense scene. that manages to still play it so restrained in a lot of ways that I, I thought it was great. And, you know, maybe because I don't know where Moon Knight's going to end up for me, I think Spider-Man homecoming wins this bracket. Um, I think that's fair. And, and and a lot of it is the strength of, again, I like you. I love Tom Holland. I think he's fantastic as, uh, as this character and boy, Michael Keaton just freaking knocked it out of the park with Vulture in this one. So again, he really did understandable. You can see where he's coming from. You can understand his motivations and, and just, wow, just so good. And so menacing yet still kind of human in a way that a lot of times they aren't.
0: Yep. I, I thought that he was really well cast. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So I think I will agree with you that homecoming until I know where Moon Knight ends, I'll give it to homecoming depending yeah. on what happens next week in moon Knight, I might want to revise that. And
1: it could, and I agree it could change that for me as well. Um, but, but not knowing the end of that story, I, I have found it very interesting, very fascinating. I like a lot of the characters in it, but not knowing where it's going to end up and then are they going to stick the landing or not? Makes me a little he- hesitant to, to put it too far forward.
0: And they so rarely stick the
1: landing. Yeah, it is something they've struggled with a little bit.
0: They're like the Stephen King of movies. <laughs> They're really good at setup, and the first two thirds to three quarters, you're like, this is really good. And then the last part happens and you're like, kinda lost the plot there, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's the case with both of our next two, uh, which is the black bracket, the blacket, if you will, <laughs> Black Panther versus Black Widow.
1: What do you think? Um I I like both of these movies. I, I really like some of the characters aside from the main character that these movies gave us. Again, we've got Yelena uh, being introduced in black widow. I, I love Shuri. I love the Dora Milaje. I love um, a no, a is the Dorma What's, why can I not think of his kind of Nakia, sort of? Nakia. Thank you. Oh man, I just had a brain fart. I, I think those are great side characters or, or not even side characters, but great, you know, a- additional characters in Black Panther. Um, I think that Black Panther definitely has a better villain, uh, than Black Widow mm-hmm. does. Uh, I, I mean, I think black Panther is definitely the better movie though. I don't know if I'd enjoy it that much better than black widow, depending on the day I might pick one to watch over the other. It's not an every time I would pick black Panther to watch, but I do think that black Panther is, is definitely the better movie out of these two.
0: Uh, I agree. I did not like black widow that much. I thought that Florence Pugh was great and I did not like whenever she was not on screen very much. (laughs) Um, And so, and Black Panther, I have a lot of ideological problems with the movie about the techno-futurist African nations solution being, yeah, the CIA is okay, and we're going to build tech things in Oakland, like, just the most toothless possible ending, um, and any movie that tells me the CIA is a good guy, I'm going to be like, that's a ding on you. The CIA has never been a good guy ever. <laughs> um, but it is a better movie. It's a better movie. So I agree with you there.
1: And it's okay. Cause it's going to
0: lose the next round. I mean, it is, because the next one, uh, no words were necessary. Thor Ragnarok versus Thor to The Dark World. Thor Ragnarok wins done by virtue done. of being a very good movie
1: versus one of the very worst Marvel movies. Yes, awful movie that is shocking in its import to the overall story. If you really go back and look, there are so many things that are referenced or or that, that happened later on that were like, that started in Thor, the dark world that I swear part of me thinks that Kevin Feige is just trolling the rest of the world and is like, I know you guys think Thor, the dark world's bad movie and it is, but I'm going to make you have to still think about it because I'm going to bring it back every chance I get. Well, here's the clincher. They bring it back so
0: much that the Marvel Studios music, like that terrible long logo thing they have at the beginning of all of their movies that's uh-huh. too long and too indulgent and terrible. That music is from the soundtrack to Thor two. Uh-huh.
1: I tell you, I think that f I think that Kevin is just trolling everybody. I think so too. This is another movie. Movie sucks. We don't
0: have to talk um, about. Eternals versus Infinity War. Eternals sucked. Eternals was so <laughs> god awful. I was so mad at how bad Eternals was, because every every few minutes there was a flash of great cinematography, but the sh- the story sucked. The characters sucked. The action scene sucked. The effects sucked. The Everything about it sucked, except for when they were wistfully looking at a sunset. Everything about that movie sucked, other than that. And then you'd see them wistfully looking over a sunset, and you were like, "Oh, well, that's a nice shot." Too bad the rest of this movie's garbage. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> I am really, really glad that I don't have to try and defend Eternals against anything. I do not dislike it nearly as much as you do. I truly, though, will admit that I have only watched it once when I saw it in the theaters with my in the theater with my son, and it, you know, I came out of it going. That was actually kind of cool. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, I don't really feel like I need to watch that again. And so maybe that says something. Uh, but like I say, I definitely don't feel as strongly negative about it as you do. So I'm really glad that I don't have to worry about defending it against anything because uh, well, Infinity War, like I said, is I think one of the very best movies. So easy win.
0: Indeed it was. I think we got another easy win on our oh, hands, no even though I know whatsoever. I like – I like one of these movies a lot less than I think most of the people do. Um, we have Spider-Man, no way home, Spider-Man three versus Avengers age of Ultron, AKA one of the worst Marvel movies. Again, another real stinker.
1: Bit of a hot mess. Avengers age of Ultron. I think that there's, and it
0: had, it had the
1: the cauldron was bubbling with ingredients
0: that should have made for a good movie, but Joss Whedon couldn't help himself and made a bad one.
1: Yeah. Which is disappointing because I think it could have been really interesting. Um, I, I think I like it. I think with age, my disappointment at that movie has faded a little bit, but at the same time, I do love Spider-Man no way home. And Spider-Man has always been my favorite character. And I, I like the first Spider-Man, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man. I really like the second. I really hate the third and I really, really (laughs) dislike both of the Andrew Garfield ones. And yet somehow it's it's because they were bad Spider-Man, no way home. I had nothing but positive feelings about Spider-Man, Spider-Men all the way around, including Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And, I don't think I'm going to go back and watch some of those movies that I really, really dislike. But when I think about them, they don't fill me with the anger that they once did because at the end of Spider-Man, no way home. I went, you know what? There were three Spider-Men in that movie. And in that movie, at least I liked them all. And I really liked how they interacted with each other. And so I was happy.
0: Agreed. I thought that, uh, uh, again, I don't like it nearly as much as other people do. Um, I thought that it was kind of a mess of a movie and has some of, the worst CGI I've ever seen in a movie. It is very much a
1: mess. It is a very messy movie.
0: But when those three Spider-Men get on screen together, they are all three of them delightful. And I really enjoyed those interactions.
1: Yeah. So
0: that alone was able to recuperate what was otherwise kind of a middling film for me, just because on, on strength of the cast alone. And that's true of the villains as well. Like I thought that, A lot of what they did with the villains was a mess. um, But Willem Dafoe was there and he was literally consuming the scenery with how much he was chewing it. And that's always fun for me. Yes, he was. Willem Dafoe is always a delight. So that makes sense. Okay, next one. We've got Captain America Civil War versus Loki. For me, this is kind of a battle of the mediocre. Uh I don't like either of these. And I would not watch either of these again, really, probably ever.
1: Hmm. I, I like both of them. I don't love okay of them, but I like both of them. I think okay. Captain America: Civil War is has some some pretty powerful emotional moments to it that I think are good. I mean, the pain on Tony's face when you know he he turns to Steve there and, and says, you know, asks him if he knew and things like that. I mean, I think there's some genuinely affecting moments in that movie. I, I liked, um, I kind of liked the, the arc of T'Challa through this movie. I liked Uh his willingness to not just seek out revenge, but to get the information he needed to understand things a little bit better, which, you know, is not what you, I think would often expect from something like this. So I liked that about it. Uh, I love the fact that it introduced us to our new Spider-Man in, in the MCU. And so I enjoyed that. Uh, it's again, it's got a lot of problems and it's not one that I enjoy going back and watching a lot because it is kind of a messy movie again, in some of the similar ways that some of these others have been, but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, and I like Loki. I like Loki a lot. Uh, I think that there was definitely some weak parts in there. I actually thought that for me, Loki did stick the landing. I love that the culmination of that series was a sit down conversation, that it wasn't a battle. Sure. It wasn't a big CGI slugfest that it that, was, that's very true. You know, that it was Loki and Sylvie and he, who remains just sitting there talking and. And then when all of a sudden Loki goes back, everything's different. Uh, I thought it was a great ending. Probably again, we'll see what happens with Moon Knight. But I I thought that Loki actually had one of the strongest endings out of the Disney Plus movie or series. That's fair. I don't I, know, I would agree with you. Uh, I don't know which um, one give the nod to here though. I, I'm I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Talk to me.
0: I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see what happens with other multiverse versions of he who remains those of you who are in the know might know that dude has also been cast as kang the conqueror yep so obviously he's going to be around still and kang the conqueror um is a, a an erstwhile enemy of the uh fantastic four more than anyone else but i know he's going to show up apparently an ant-man and the wasp three whatever yep. it's fine whatever Sometimes they make it work, and sometimes I'm surprised by the mashups they do, and I go, hey, you made that work, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I don't know. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Loki, um, just because I was really disappointed in Civil War, mostly because I wanted Captain America to be the good guy, but his side was ideologically abhorrent to me because hey, people with superpowers should probably have regulations is probably the actual (laughs) right (laughs) answer. So, you know, I was really disappointed in it. And I wanted it to be good. I really enjoyed number two. I really liked number one. But I was pretty disappointed in it. And, you know, like, the big climactic battle in the middle happening in an empty airport
1: just felt so
0: hollow to me. It felt hollow to me because it was like, it's empty. No one's here. Like it, it was this a cost cutting measure. Was this a, like a, we needed to get this movie out on time. So we couldn't put more people in this scene. It just felt, felt cheap in a way that many of the other uh, Marvel movies don't, but that one just kind of felt cheap to me. Yeah, I can definitely so see. I, I think I would probably give the nod to Loki here if I had to pick. But again, for me, I don't really like either of them too much, but I think Loki's probably better.
1: Okay. You know, I will say something about Steve's take ideologically in civil war. And I can, I agree. It's definitely one of those things where you can go, yeah, people with superpowers probably shouldn't just be going around doing whatever they want, whenever they want. At the same time, I think that it makes a lot more sense and seems, at least to me, less abhorrent if you couch it in the setting that where he's coming from at the end of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Where he goes, okay. For sure. But, you know, this organization that I thought we could trust and everything was completely rotten from the inside out. And so, how do I not know that everything is? And so, for know, sure. To me, that makes it more understandable, at least where he's coming from, going, well, I just don't feel like we can trust anyone. So, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I think coming in before the conversation, I probably would have said Captain America is Civil War. Uh, was the winner for me, but I can totally get behind Loki moving on because uh, because of everything that you kind of pointed out. So yeah, I'm cool with Loki.
0: And, and I think part of the problem is, again, it, this is a Avengers Age of Ultron problem. Captain America 2 ends. Cap is like, I can't trust anyone. I certainly can't trust S.H.I.E.L.D. And then by, Captain, by Avengers 2, it's like, here's oh and and we've destroyed shield we've destroyed all of their helicarriers like the the thing has been dismantled and then avengers 2 comes along and it's like hey guys it's nick fury i got another helicarrier out of storage to come help you out staffed by all of the people from shield who were good guys apparently and you're like what yeah you just again you just walked back everything that happened in the last movie and just expect me to be okay with it so anyway
1: Yep. No, like I said, Avengers I, two, it's a bad movie. <laughs> See, I think the one thing that, that makes me think that it's less bad is it came out in rather close proximity to Batman V Superman, which is a truly awful movie. Yeah.
0: I have some friends that try to defend that movie to me and I cannot walk that
1: road with them. <laughs> I simply cannot. Yeah. I, I could not either. Oh my gosh. I watched it once. and It was just, it was like, and it was the extended cut and everything. It was like two and a half hours of my life that I never was going to get back.
0: Yep. All right. Next up, we have Iron Man, OG Iron Man, the one that caught that's kicked this whole thing off versus Captain Marvel. This, unfortunately for me, I feel like has a clear winner. I agree um, because I wanted Captain Marvel to be good, and then it was middling.
1: Yep, it was, which makes me sad because I wanted I wanted a better movie, and and I think- me too. You know, okay, I'm actually going to change this and say, yes, I wanted a better movie. I wanted a better character. I can't tell if it is the way that they have written Captain America. I mean, Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers. I can't tell if it's the way Brie Larson is acting it. I don't like her. She comes off so just like smug and... just she's just not likable she hasn't been likable to me at in any way so far yep and that makes me sad because i would like to like her but i do not
0: it makes me sad too captain marvel is probably my second or favorite or third favorite superhero and a lot of that is in spite of this is you know deep cuts for the deep cut fools A lot of that is in spite of what Marvel Comics has done with her ever since they upgraded her from Ms. Marvel to Captain Marvel. She was a better character back when she was an alcoholic dealing with the difficulties of being Ms. Marvel instead of being fashy Captain Marvel, which is what she usually is these days. (laughs) But like, I think that the the version in the film embodied the worst characteristics of who she's become in the comics, um, which is really disappointing to me. Uh, And I agree that it was just, I just, I wanted to like it because like I say, she's my second or third favorite superhero. Like I really like her. She's it's her and Spider-Man vying for number two position. So like, I really like her, but I don't like who she is right now. And I don't like how the MCU has dealt with her. So we'll see. I agree. We'll see if the Marvels is any good.
1: I'm really hoping that they're able to turn her character around in that because like I say, I... I I think the movie's fine. And I think I would actually really like Captain Marvel if I liked the like Captain Marvel, the movie, if I liked her as a character. But I just don't. Yeah.
0: I mean, Ben Mendelsohn was delightful. Mm. And that's what I can say for that movie. And the other thing I can say for it is that the anti-aging tech was very inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch that movie again, listener. Pay attention to Samuel L. Jackson's hairline. It is never in the same place
1: from shot to shot. (laughs) I definitely haven't noticed that.
0: They cannot keep, you're like, I'm just like, you should have put him in a wig, guys. You should have put him in a wig. You can't do this. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it bad. Anyway, it's not good. I wanted it to be good. Nia DaCosta is a very good director. Um, But what happens very often is they get an indie director who has had one or two hits, whether they're good or bad under their belt, like Chloe Zhao, the, the Eternals. I don't like Nomadland, but a lot of people did like Nomadland, but then she just like made a middling Marvel movie. And I don't want that to happen with Nia Costa. I think she's extremely talented. The Candyman sequel reboot was scary as shit. It was very good. Uh, and I want her to do really good with the Marvels, but I don't, I don't know that I have faith that that'll happen. We'll see though. We'll see. Yep. Okay, next up, we have Doctor Strange versus The Avengers, original OG, The Avengers. Doctor Strange is just okay. Yeah. Um, and while I have a lot of problems with Joss Whedon's writing and directing, I think The Avengers is probably the better movie.
1: I think it is, too. I don't like it nearly as much as I did when it came out. Um, Same. But, at the same time, it's definitely better than dr Strange and if uh, again I'm maybe this is unfair of me, but in in some of the judging that I'm doing with this, I'm looking in and saying, okay, but but what was its import for sure. the rest of it and and quite honestly, again, all problems aside because there's plenty of problems with The Avengers as a movie. I think it's impossible to uh, say that it has not had a huge impact on cinema, movie, you know, that that whole industry and everything as a whole. And so it's really interesting to kind of go, wow. I mean, you know, there've been whole studios that have almost crumbled because they tried to do what Marvel did and managed to pull Mm -hmm. off the Avengers surprisingly well. And -hmm. it's interesting that when it was getting ready to come out, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, this is gonna be such a mess trying to have six characters there. And yet it works and it works pretty well. And then Marvel's kind of like, here, hold my beer. And then, you know, we get Infinity War and we get Endgame and we get these movies that have bigger and bigger and bigger casts and still hold together reasonably well. Again, they've yeah, got some problems. Agreed. But but they're able to pull off I mean, if you think about how many characters and and little stories and everything we're juggling in, for example, Infinity War, and how well it actually holds together, and then compare that to again the uh, what should have been an aborted movie of the Justice League, and you go, they're doing three times as many stories in Infinity War, and they do it bazillion times better than Justice League managed to pull off. So, it's true. It's a, and it's very the true. kind of started that all and, and showed us that again, not perfectly, definitely some issues, but I'm also a, a, will admit I'm a huge fan for the MCU stuff. It's kind of one of the few things that I will set aside time and money for in terms of movies, because I have so little of it and, and you go, you know, I think that Kevin Feige is a, a relatively singular talent in the way he's been able Agreed. to kind of, guide this all. And again, I know I keep saying this not perfectly by any means, but he made it look easy sort of because everybody else who's tried to do anything even remotely similar to it has utterly and completely failed. And, and I think it was important because of the way it kind of said, no, we can bring multiple characters together and we can make it work and make it enjoyable to watch and make it actually coherent.
0: Yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. Doctor Strange, not that great. I hope Doctor Strange two is better. I I think that it will not be what I want from it, but that's okay. I, because Sam Raimi has made plenty of other movies, I can go watch when I'm disappointed. <laughs> when I walk out of when I walk out of Multiverse of Madness, and I go that was a Marvel movie. That wasn't a Sam Raimi movie. I'm going to go watch drag me to hell and then I'll go watch drag me to hell and have a
1: wonderful time. (laughs) All right. So so our last, uh, I'm laughing because bracket HQ, I swear was like, we're going to give you the very last one of this first round is going to be the hardest because it's a question of which movie sucks worse.
0: Uh Incredible Hulk's better. It's bad, but it's better than Guardians 2.
1: <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. I haven't watched either of those movies since they came out. So I really and truly couldn't tell you.
0: Here's the only reason why I will give Incredible Hulk the nod. Stanley has a heart attack because he drinks a Brazilian soda with gamma blood in it. That's it. That you won. You won. That's the only reason. <laughs>
1: I, like I say, I, I I don't remember anything of that movie. I remember watching. I hated it and thinking, This wasn't terrible at the time I watched it, but no. that was back in 2008.
0: Yeah, it was. Here's the thing. They made a good Hulk movie and I know people disagree with me and I know people are like, no, Angley's Hulk is bad, but they're wrong. Angley's Hulk is cool and it's a mess. But like, show me another movie that had the guts to do comic paneling on the page like that. They're few and far between. It's a cool movie. Angley's Hulk. Go watch it again. It's It will grow in your estimation. You don't need to go watch Leterrier's Incredible Hulk again. It's fine. Norton was a bad casting. Ruffalo is better, even though it feels like he's phoning in everything you see him in the last three or four movies. But he's better than Edwin, Ed Norton. So I'll
1: take it. So give me a real quick, give me the short version of why you dislike Guardians of the Galaxy 2 so much.
0: Um, I think that it treats its female characters in a utterly abhorrent fashion. Um, and I think that it is a misogynist film to its core and I don't think it's very entertaining and it has Chris Pratt in it and I don't like Chris Pratt.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, honestly, all I remember about that second Guardians of the Galaxy movie was that for reasons that I do, and I do not recall why, but I remember being uncomfortable watching it, and I think it's the only Marvel property that has made me uncomfortable unintentionally. As I mentioned earlier, it, the fifth episode of Moon Knight made me uncomfortable very intentionally. That was its, that was on oh, purpose. Sure. It was supposed to do that. I don't think that Guardians of the Galaxy two was supposed to make me feel uncomfortable. I just remember feeling very uncomfortable watching it. I'm going to blame the misogyny for that. So, uh, Like I say, 100% think that that could be what it is because I don't remember. I remember so little about it. I just remember thinking I was sufficiently uncomfortable watching it that I didn't ever have any desire to watch it again. Good. Don't.
0: All right. So that's our first list. I think we'll be able to move quicker through the next ones just like we did with the Rush Bracket. I think so. Even if we have some some rough fights coming up. Um, first up we have Captain America, the first Avenger versus Shang Chi. I like both of these movies quite a bit. I think that they are both the strongest of their respective phases within the Marvel universe. Um, but I'm going to give it to Captain America, the first Avenger, cause it's my favorite.
1: What do um, you think? I'll let you have that. I don't really care for Captain America, the first Avenger that much when I watched it again a year or two ago with, I think Aubrey was watching them and I sat down and watched it with her. I enjoyed it more than I remember enjoying it when I first saw it, but I don't really care for it that much, but I know I can see why you do. I think that it is very much it, it succeeds exceedingly well in feeling like a movie of it's the time it was supposed supposedly occurring in, you know, I enjoy Shang-Chi Uh, A lot more I don't know uh, because I haven't watched it since really it came out. But I remember coming out of the movie theater and, you know, Gareth and I kind of turned to each other and I was like, you know what? That might be in like my top 10 Marvel movies. For sure it's in my top 10. And so I really, and and for me, Captain America, the first Avenger is not in my top 10, but I can definitely, uh, again, I can totally see why Captain America, the first Avenger would get the nod and I'm okay with it. I'm not. Unhappy if that I appreciate one one it that moves
0: on. I appreciate it. Shang-Chi's good though. Everyone should go watch Shang-Chi. Yes, they should. Okay, next up we have Iron Man 3 versus Avengers Endgame. Easily Avengers Endgame. Yep. We Damn already good. talked about why. Uh Avengers Endgame is my favorite of the Avengers movies. I think it's pretty solid.
1: I think it is as well. Ooh.
0: This is a rough one that I think I know how it's gonna go, and there is a right answer, but I don't like that it's the right answer. Ant-Man versus Captain America, winter soldier, winter soldier is a better movie as we've discussed in detail earlier. But I really I like also. Paul Rudd though. Like you said,
1: well, and and I will go ahead and say that even though I, I think that Captain America, winter soldier is the best Marvel movie. I, it makes me sad to kick out Ant-Man because I thoroughly enjoy that. Agreed. I think that it's way better than most people. I, I think it's better than people give it credit for. And Again, with the exception of the villain, I think that really for me that is the only weakness in that movie is the villain. I oh, think everything yeah. else is just strength on strength on strength.
0: The cast is great. The action is fun. The gimmick of him getting small and big is just fun. It just makes for some really fun scenes. Uh, but Winter Soldier's better. Yep. Okay, One Division versus Spider-Man: Homecoming if episode 10 of WandaVision was better it would be a clear winner for me and I still think for me I would give WandaVision the nod on the strength of the early episodes because those early aping as you can tell listener I like a breadth of cinema and tv from various and sundry eras and I loved That WandaVision was able to capture the feel of a 1950s show, a 1960s show, a 1970s show, a 1990s show, and that it was able to like capture like the feel of those. It was like, this is a lost episode of Malcolm in the Middle. This is a lost episode of Modern Family. This is a lost episode of uh, I Love Lucy. And the way in which On a writing level, on a technical direction level, on a cast engagement with the material level, the way they were able to successfully, in my mind, uh, evoke those earlier eras of television, make it an extremely strong entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: And I think one of the other things that it maybe doesn't get enough credit for is the way... They I thought quite cleverly justify those different sic- TV sitcom episodes. The way they're able to wrap that in once you get that to and I don't remember which number it was, but to the episode where now it's it's, you know, Agatha's taking her through her memories and you understand, oh, okay, watching these classic TV shows, that was something she did as a kid, and that's why it's so integral and such a a, a deep memory for her. I, I liked that. I liked the way they brought it together. I too was a little disappointed in the CGI slugfest at the end. Although when Wanda Maximoff becomes the Scarlet Witch and that whole costume kind of appears and everything and the crown and stuff. I thought that was freaking amazing. And I love it. Yeah, it was very good. Um, it was well, very good. So yeah, I'm, I, I think Spider-Man homecoming is great. I think it's very strong. I think that as we talked about, the vulture is a great villain. But out of these two, I'm totally down. One division needs to move on. Cool.
0: It's good. It's really good. Yeah, I it liked is. it. It made me go back and watch earlier TV again, which, you know what? A lot of that early TV is really good. It's better than what you're watching nowadays. So I just, all right, next up
1: anything these days, really.
0: I mean, that works too. Everyone go watch Golden Girls. It's one of the greatest TV shows ever made. (laughs) I'm almost done with season six and uh, I have enjoyed it immensely. It's so good. Okay. So real Uh,
1: funny aside, I don't think I can ever watch the Golden Girls again. So I I have, you know, I'm I'm a surgeon. I operate two and a half days a week and in the waiting room. And I guess this has just been decided that this is the least offensive possible thing they could have on the TV in the surgery waiting room. (laughs) But for 10 years, every time, three days a week, I walk out to the waiting room to talk to a family of someone I just finished surgery on. The Golden Girls is playing on the TV in the waiting room. And so it's just like, it is now so indelibly connected to me to work that I'm like, "Ah, no, not the Golden Girls. I'm stuck at work. This is hell. So that's fair. Don't what you don't need to watch Golden Girls listener. Go
0: watch Golden Girls. It's on Hulu. It's great. Um, okay. Next up, we have Black Panther versus Thor Ragnarok.
1: That a piece uh, of for, cake me, for me,
0: Ragnarok wins. Absolutely. No for questions. all the reasons why I, for all the reasons why I had problems with Black Panther, still have those problems. Do you know what's fun to watch? Jeff Goldblum.
1: Oh yes. So Thor Ragnarok wins. And also, the whole cast is so good. I mean, golly, it is if it is it is a masterpiece and i use that word with some air quotes loosely if for no other reason than the way it took the character of thor and chris hemsworth and completely changed what we thought about that character i mean we've had yep. 4 movies with him and now all of a sudden we have this completely different character who's and and at the same time like actually makes more sense than the character we had before. Yeah. So,
0: well, here's the thing. Hemsworth is a great comic actor. He is. He is extremely good. And they didn't movies. They used him in. Yeah. They didn't use it at all. They just had him be the stoic, uh, like strong man. And it's like, no, he can be the funny, strong guy. And he did that so well in Ragnarok. Um, and like you said, I'm really excited for love and thunder, even though it does have, Chris Brad in it uh it, it also has long I think it's only I don't I hope not I I hope that that's the case and it does have Natalie Portman's guns so <laughs> I missed Natalie Port- Natalie Portman not being in Ragnarok makes a lot of sense but her absence was felt I'm glad she's back and double the size agreed all right next up we have Avengers Infinity War versus Spider-Man No Way Home what do you think? I'm going to go with whatever you say here because I don't think that I have a clear
1: uh winner for me here. Oh, and, and if I, I had to pick, I do have a clear winner for me here. And it is only because really if I was to rank my MCU movies, depending on the day Infinity War is either number 1 or number 2 and Spider-Man No Way Home okay. is in the top 3 or 4. But I think that Infinity War as I think infinity war is interestingly the least messy of the Avengers movies and it's doing so much, but I actually think that it's the least, I don't know. It just feels like it comes together better and holds together better than the others. And as much as I love Spider-Man, no way home, like you said earlier, it's, there's a lot of messiness to it And, and it really succeeds on the strength of the interactions between the three Spider-Men and, and as well, you know, particularly Willem Dafoe. And so out of those two, I've got to go with infinity war as certainly I think the better movie. And I think the one that I, I like more.
0: Yeah. Uh, No way home just ended so poorly for me. Um, having everyone forget him and Aunt May is also dead, is such a terrible way for that movie to end, (laughs) especially if they don't make any more. And I know that there's talk that they might make more Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. I would like them to. I think he's a very good Spider-Man. But it was such a dour place for that that trilogy to end, and I didn't like that, Um, even if I had a good time while watching it. And of course, Infinity War also ends in a very dour place, but then the
1: sequel came out. Correct. And I think that that's the thing is we already know we have the advantage of inf- with infinity war of knowing what happens next. Exactly.
0: Well, and the knowing when I, when that movie ended and the entire theater on opening night was an utter shock and <laughs> you could have heard a pin drop. We all knew that the next movie was coming out next year. Yeah. So yeah, it did end dourly and poorly. And we were like, yo, Thanos won." But they'll fix it next year, baby. Yeah. But I don't have that with No Way Home. It just ends with no one remembers who he is. And his last family member got murked in a bad way.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: So anyway, I, I like Infinity War better. All right, next up we have Loki versus OG Iron Man. I mean, I one of them
1: started this whole thing. I was going to say, I have to give it to Iron Man. I think that one of them, I don't, one of them started the whole thing. I think that Iron Man is a little overrated and well, I don't know if I'd say overrated. I, it gets actually back to what your criticism of the Tom Holland spider-man movies was. I think that Tony Stark as a character had an outsized influence on the rest of all the movies up until after end game, even and, yes. and so that's, that's one thing that I struggle just a little bit with, but uh, I enjoy Loki. I think that Tom Hiddleston is a, a treasure of a human being and I want to see him Agreed. do anything that he wants to let me see him do. Um, but I, I do think we got to give the nod to Iron Man there. Go watch Crimson Shadows. It was fun.
0: All right. Last one of this, uh, this part of the bracket avengers versus incredible hulk no contest (laughs) avengers wins oh okay on to round three (laughs) we already we already talked about why incredible hulk was gonna lose whatever it up went up against all right next up we have Captain America the first Avenger versus Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Is Avengers Endgame probably the right answer? Yes. Am I mad that it's the right answer? Also, yes. <laughs> so we'll say Avengers Endgame.
1: You know, and I'll I be sad. Get through with Shang-Chi in part, you did. I, knew I wasn't you gave it to me. It past Endgame, so You gave it to me. I
0: appreciate that. Alright, next up we have Captain oh, America Winter God. Soldier versus Wanda Vision. And this is where I think our paths diverge in a wood.
1: So. I think so. I, I, so here's what I'm going to say. This is one where I would not argue anyone who said one division was be- needed to win in this bracket. I will be sad. I will personally always take captain America winter soldier over almost anything on this list with the exception of, so, so here's where we're getting into where I, I kind of said earlier, For me, my number ones and two is probably between Winter Soldier and Thor Ragnarok. And I enjoy watching Thor Ragnarok more than I enjoy watching Winter Soldier. But at the same time, WandaVision did some things that were so unique, that were so, at least in terms of the MCU, were kind of groundbreaking and told the story of Wanda's grief and loss in an incredibly powerful and fascinating way that I... I don't know I could, I could be convinced either way I'm giving it to Winter Soldier
0: alright I'm not going to argue with you like it's it. the right answer WandaVision is the show I like more but it's also like f- 6 hours to watch that whole thing it Winter Soldier is Soldier's a 2.5 I'm out in 2.5 it's great Okay. respect my time alright next up this one is uh, easy for me it's Thor Ragnarok it's yeah. Thor Ragnarok versus Infinity War I think Thor Ragnarok is a better movie and
1: a movie I'd rather watch on both parts. Uh, okay. I want in my heart of hearts, I want it to be Thor Ragnarok, but I also think infinity war is a better movie, but I'm not going to argue with it because I love Thor Ragnarok. So freaking much. It is so stinking fun. I mean, Oh my gosh. I just, I don't even remember what it was, but I saw some little clip and it's that little clip at the, like the after credit scene where Jeff Goldblum's getting out of the thing. And he's like, Woo! revolution good job and i was just like oh my gosh this movie is just (laughs) golly it just does so many things so right and it shouldn't work but man like jeff goldblum melting the dude and just like Uh i mean uh, oh it's getting on my shoes so good so good
0: like also it gave me one of the greatest reaction gifts of all time where Thor is looking at uh-huh. uh, Bruce Banner, and he's like, "Is it?" Uh huh.
1: That's one of the classic gifts in the history of the internet. I I would say that that probably that 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 meme scene that 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 shot of of Chris Hemsworth. I bet you every single day of my life that plays in my head at something that happens to me during the day. Agreed. I think that there's going to be a lot of people. Well, I don't know how many people are actually listening. There are people who could be, I could get some nasty feedback emails about us putting Ragnarok above infinity war. And I would probably say they're justified, but at the same time, I am not going to argue with you giving it to Ragnarok. They're not justified. Ragnarok's a better movie. (laughs) Like I say, also here's the thing. Here's
0: Here's the thing taika waititi is a better director than the russo brothers he just is um jojo rabbit is bad don't talk to me about jojo rabbit the less we remember about jojo rabbit the better but hunt for the wilder people is one of my favorite movies of the last decade and uh if you haven't seen that go see that it is so good sam Neill is one of the greatest actors of his generation and uh, go watch Hunt for the Wilder People, and you'll be like, okay, YTT's uh, pretty good. I see why they hired him, but he didn't get crushed by the Marvel machine. He made th- he the, he made Hunt for the Wilder People, and they were like, oh, this guy's fun and quirky. Let's have him make a Marvel movie. And what did he do? He made a fun and quirky Marvel movie instead of being crushed by the machine. Yeah, it's great. All right, our last in this uh, round we have Iron Man, original ass Iron Man versus the Avengers, OG Avengers. What do you think? I, I think the Avengers is probably the right answer, but I could see the case being made for Iron Man.
1: And see, I feel like I might want to make the case for Iron Man. Uh, I, I
0: think that the case can be made because we have other Avengers movies that are moving on. Well, we have one other Avenger movie that's moving on. That's better than Avengers, but Iron Man is the OG. It started the whole thing.
1: I think for me, it comes down to a few things. Um, number one, The, I don't know how much was practical versus how much was CGI, but there is just, there is a weight to the Iron Man suits in Iron Man one that we lose as the movies go on. One hundred percent. You know, there's, there's just this physicality, like when you hear him walking and just the steps and stuff like that, that, that are, that is really cool. That sticks with me. I mean, there are just sound bits from that first movie that are just etched into my brain because the sound work was so good for some of that stuff. I I like the journey of Iron Man. Um The Avengers has to lose some points because of the absolutely uh horrible costume that Captain America was given. I mean they done <laughs> our, they, they done our boy Steve dirty with that. They just did.
0: They did him so dirty. I mean, he had the I, I'm i a first Avengers defender so I'm also going to be a first Avengers costume defender oh, no, it's a great that costume. is a functional good costume and then they blew it yes. in Avengers totally and thankfully did. and thankfully by Winter Soldier they were like no 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 um, bop, 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 bop. this needs to look like a combat gear this needs to not look like a dumb spandex thing it needs to look like combat gear because he's a soldier and that's what they did in all the future ones
1: yeah they figured uh, it I, out I dislike the fact that again, Iron Man, you know, it just ends up being a dude punching another version of himself. But at the same time, it's a more, I don't know if intimate is the word I want to use, but it feels it's a more personal fight than again, the huge CG. And, And again, I think the battle at the end of Avengers is, is, fun to some degree to watch but also I get a little tired of it because it is so much Mm -hmm. and so I don't know I I think yeah Well, and
0: they're just fighting a bunch of they're fighting a bunch of faceless alien mooks whereas in that fight in the end of Avenger or of Iron Man 1 it is Obadiah Stane who has been in this movie and who gets mad at the scientists because Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scrap like it's great. Yeah, He's a great actor. He does good work in it. Um, and uh, Iron Man is pretty great still. I just going to lose next round. It's fine. Oh, yeah. well, but uh, I think it
1: moves on. I would say really quickly about Iron Man is um, I think that the very end where Tony Stark just kind of, you know, sits down, eats the cheeseburger and then says, I am Iron Man. It, in a lot of ways, really established a direction that that Marvel was going to take that was kind of unique for comic book yeah. movies. And uh-huh. and I, I appreciate it. Again, it was, it, it seems like something that was, I don't know, it fits and it seems right, but it's to the point that it's easy to forget that for a superhero movie, that was kind of a revolutionary idea. So.
0: And I, I'm with you
1: there. And I
0: think that it was... For my taste, I don't like that. That's how it went because I, I enjoy when it comes to superheroes. One of the things I like about superheroes is the dual identity, Uh and you don't get that in a lot of the Marvel movies because everyone knows who these people are. They're not, with the exception of Spider-Man. Really, he's the only one who has a clear double identity thing that he's got going on. And that obviously is a thing for me with heroes, even heroes who everyone knows who they are. My very favorite superhero, which, heaven help me, I hope the show is good, is She-Hulk. She-Hulk is my number one favorite superhero. Okay. Because that double identity part of her is an integral part of who She-Hulk is. Even though everyone knows Jennifer Walters is the She-Hulk, she's not always the She-Hulk. Sometimes she is a normal human, and sometimes she's the She-Hulk. So there is that dual identity, and she has a life outside of being super a superhero. And she has, you know, she is a lawyer, and she's doing all these other things as a non-powered individual, and then goes green when she needs to go green. Also, sometimes she just goes into the sh- courtroom green, and it's great. It's great, it's <laughs> great fun. Read some She-Hulk comics; they're great. um But I, I understand why they did that with Tony Stark, and I think it was the right move for Tony Stark. But, like, that's true of the rest of the Marvel heroes, though. All, all they are is the superhero. Yeah. With the exception of Spider-Man. Yeah. Every other one, even the ones who are, like, the non-powered ones, they all just work for the government as superheroes.
1: Yeah. So. So. Okay. This all right. Is, we're down to our final four. This is going to be interesting. I'm. Uh, talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. We've got an interesting final four here. Final four, we've got
0: Avengers Endgame versus Captain America Winter Soldier and Thor Ragnarok versus Iron Man.
1: That's actually a pretty good final four, I think. I feel good about this. Final I game. do too.
0: I think it, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Um, Endgame versus Winter Soldier, I'm giving the nod to Winter Soldier.
1: Really? I was expecting- I
0: think at the start, I, I, when we started, I would have said Endgame, but- our conversation has convinced me Winter Soldier is the better film.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm definitely not going to argue with you. I mean, again, yeah. there's a reason that it is probably my favorite or one of my favorites, and I think it's maybe the yeah. best. But, you know, I like Endgame. I think, I think Endgame had to do more than almost any movie, that I certainly mm-hmm. any movie I have ever seen. But the, um, the weight of what Endgame needed to pull off – was incredible. And Herculean, it, it didn't pull it off perfectly, but it pulled it off really well. And I don't know if I've ever been as excited at a movie moment in my life as I am when Thanos has beaten us, snot out of Thor. And all of a sudden Mjolnir goes flying into Captain America's hand. That might yep. be the most badass moment of superhero movie that I have ever seen in my life. I love it. And then Thor rolls.
0: And it pays off. No, when Thor is so thrilled by it.
1: Yes, that's the best. Because
0: Thor knows he's worthy. And it's interesting. Thor knows he's worthy.
1: Because the Thor of Age of Ultron, when he thought he saw, you know, when when there's the little wiggle, he seems, he looks terrified. And the Thor of Endgame is elated and is like, yes, uh-huh. I knew he was worthy. So it's a great uh-huh. scene. Uh, I love that.
0: And he was the whole time. It wiggles oh. in Age of Ultron. We all
1: know he could have picked it up. Of course uh, he could totally. have. And because he's a nice guy and he knew that it would crush Thor's fragile Asgardian ego, he doesn't do it because, because he's freaking Steve Rogers. But, but yeah. when
0: the chips are down, he does what needs to be done.
1: Yeah, but, but no, like I say, I think Winter Soldier, uh, Winter Soldier takes it out of those two for me as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think Endgame is the best of the, of the Avengers movies, like I've said. Yeah. Um, I just think that it was the most fun to watch. It has the most payoff. Um, it has some really great lines, but uh, Winter Soldier's better. All right, Thor Ragnarok versus Iron Man. Um, Ragnarok wins.
1: Yeah, Yep. totally.
0: Ragnarok wins pretty handily. And uh, I'm not surprised by our final two here. If I had to have guessed, I wouldn't have been surprised if this had been uh, what we came up with. Uh, And I'm okay with first Avenger having lost in round three. It was fine. But our final two, Captain America, the winter soldier versus Thor Ragnarok, best Marvel movie. These are your two favorites. I know. So make the case
1: who wins and why. So, Oh, I feel like I'm going to, I'm contradicting myself here. I Ragnarok wins. Doesn't uh, it? Yeah. Ragnarok wins. And, and yeah, here's it does for me, Ragnarok wins. I love Captain America, the winter soldier. I think it's exciting. I think it's tense. I think it's, it does some really cool things, but it didn't, I mean, I I was, I liked the character of Steve Rogers and I liked where he was in that movie. And I like, you know, it was one of these things where I'm like, cool, uh, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next time we get to see Steve, but the first Avenger did such a good job of painting that picture of who Steve Rogers was that that Winter Soldier didn't do anything new for us. It was a good continuation yeah. of this character who was a great one even a little bit more a little bit more weary a little bit more maybe losing some of his idealism a bit but it was. You know, the next Captain America movie, I wasn't excited to see it, to see what are they going to do with Captain America? I was excited to see it because here we've got Civil War and it's going to be, how are they going to pull this off? And I have never, maybe never is a, a strong word to use, but I can't recall ever having been more excited to see where a character was going to go than I was to see where are they going to take Thor, but not just Thor, Where are they going to take Thor? What's going to happen to his relationship with Loki? What's going to happen with Valkyrie? I mean, there were multiple characters that at the end of Thor Ragnarok, I was so excited to see what happens to these characters next. And and that's why I think I'm leaning, I'm giving it to Thor Ragnarok because I am, I truly am. I'm so excited for the next Thor movie because I love Thor. This character and what he has become in a way that like, I, I mean, really, I think I look at it and I say, as of right now, where we're at, Thor is my favorite character in the MCU. And, and it's all because of what I think really the combination of Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth being allowed to kind of come together and go, this guy's been a schmuck. Let's make him not a schmuck. And, and so I think for me, that's why I give it to Thor Ragnarok, because I am so excited to see where he goes next. And I was at the very end of it. I was like, this is great. Show me more. What's going to happen to this character and these characters around him. For sure.
0: If anything, the end of that movie makes me that much more disappointed in. Uh, the way that Infinity War did the same sort of thing that uh, I had been complaining earlier about what Age of Ultron did, where the first five minutes of Infinity War is like, hey, remember all of that feeling of possibility that you had at the end of Ragnarok? Boom, 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 boom. We're going to empty a clip into all of that feeling of possibility. Um, And it ended up being a good movie. We've talked about why I thought it was a pretty okay movie. And but it lost to Ragnarok for a reason. And that's because Ragnarok is better. And I'm sad in the ways in which we lost a lot of that potentiality, but I'm excited, especially after having seen the trailer for the ways in which we could recapture some of that potentiality and see it redirected in new ways. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I'm really excited for it.
1: So I have to admit, I'm a little surprised. I, even though I, we started this off and you asked me and I told you that, Thor Ragnarok is the one I'd sit down and watch. If I was going to sit down and watch something, I did not think that it was going to make it. Um, but I feel good about it. I feel good about that. Uh, the course of that, uh, that bracket.
0: It's the right choice. I think it's the right choice. Uh, yeah. I, it, if I had to pick one, it is compulsively watchable. That's the one thing about it is just it is. an extremely watchable film. You know, the it, cast is really great. It kind of gets scen- to- The scenery is fun.
1: Oh Yeah. And it kind of gets back to one of the reasons I love the first Incredibles so, so much. It's one of those movies that it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If that movie is on, I'm going to stop and I'm going to watch it until I absolutely have to go and do something else. And Ragnarok is the same way. Doesn't matter where it is in the movie. If that movie is playing and I'm close by, I'm going to just not even thinking about it, I will find myself, I'm going to stop and I'm going to start watching it until I, I don't. I can't anymore till I got to go do something else. Cause it's just, it, it is so watchable. It is so enjoyable. And you know, man, I'm just, I'm seeing Thor slow-mo coming down to the rainbow bridge while immigrant song is playing. And I just get excited. Yep. Oh
0: man. And, it's and so the hordes of zombies are trying to climb up to him and he's coming down with slow-mo with that hammer ready to just, or what, not the hammer. Uh, oh yeah, I guess it is a hammer. No, no it's, it's he it's himself. Doesn't he doesn't have time. the hammer. Yeah. It's just him. He's just the God of lightning. Yep. So,
1: uh, it's a good movie. It's it really good. good. It's a fun movie. It's, uh, it is worthy of taking the title. I think again, little surprise that it there, but I think it, 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 it's a, it's a worthy victor.
0: Uh, agreed. And it's kind of also fun. go watch what we do in the shadows. If you haven't seen what we do in the shadows, go, go enjoy the rest of Taika Waititi's, um filmography with the exception of Jojo rabbit. We're not talking about that movie. <laughs> go watch everything else he's made. It's and, all good. And
1: I have heard that our flag means death is, is, uh, is very good as well. I haven't had a chance to watch it. Before.
0: I have heard nothing but good about that as well. I am um, excited to dig into it in the next little bit. Um, it looks really great. It's got, it's got, it's got Rhys Davies as one of the pirate captains along with Taika and those two guys together just make for a great, a great time. I love those New Zealanders.
1: Yeah, no, I think it, it's uh, a, he he's good. He's interesting and uh, I haven't seen Jojo rabbit, so I can't comment about that, but I can say that, you know, I, I think that uh, I don't know, just something about the, the energy, the kind of, the way that he managed to reinvigorate not just Thor, but I think reinvigorate Chris Hemsworth as Thor uh, really. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's great. That was cool. It was good.
0: Have you seen what we do in the shadows? I haven't.
1: I need to. It's
0: good. You should watch it. And then if you have time, I know, I know you probably won't watch the show cause you don't have time to watch a TV show, but that show is also extremely good.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. And it's one of those things that's on my radar that one of these days I would like to get around to watch him, but, just haven't. So worth your time. Also hunt for the wilder people.
0: Anyway, we should wrap up. This has gone long. Uh, it's <laughs> been a pleasure. Um, if you all, if you all disagree or if you want to, um, fight with us about our, um, stances on these films, feel free to reach out to the email address that Peter can remind me what it is right now. Feedback at the middle of com. Heck yeah. What a great, what a great email address. Um, And we will be back in two weeks with a new episode. I'm very excited to find out what it will be. Um, But until then, I don't say that yet. (laughs) I'm excited, Uh, whether it's bad or good. I'm just excited to do it. It's always fun to chat with my brother.
1: It is. It's been great. And this was this was absolutely enjoyable. I loved it. Thank you so much for the good idea. Uh, And it was a blast to uh, to talk about these things. So, you know, usual stuff. uh, Share it. Subscribe. Leave us a five star review. And we sure appreciate people who have been listening. So.
0: And Taika, if you would like a uh, a trophy for winning, just shoot me an email. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get you
1: something. <laughs> I'll I'll
0: paint a Gundam gold and mail it to your house
1: or something. It's cool. We'll figure it out. I mean, you know, I guess I could ship him one of the, like, 12-centimeter kidney stones I had to take out today, so. There you go. That would be 12 centimeters. Yeah, it, it completely replaced this poor guy's kidney. He had no kidney left. It was just a bag that had a stone around it. It was amazing.
0: My God in heaven.
1: That's huge. It was incredible.
0: Well, that's quite a thing. Anyway, (laughs) we Uh, we should go. But thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll see you then.
1: Sounds good. Bye.